I'm ready to chat when you are. Let's chitter chatter away. Chit chitty bang bang. I was just gonna see how long you went. Well, I'll chit, and you'll and you'll and I'll chat, but then you'll bang, bang, because you're feisty and ready for fighting. And that's chitty chitty bang bang. Hey, welcome to the No Kidding Podcast. My name is Lurvin, and my name is Margol. And that is totally incorrect. Not brother and sister. They're not related <laughs> nah. at all. No, nah. well, they are. Well, no, I guess they're not. You're right. This is really this is deep lore for the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> This just got... Yeah, we went down a path. Weird, weird, weird. Okay, so uh, my name is Lisa. I'm the sister, half of this podcast. I said what I said. (laughs) I'm a little more (laughs) level-headed one tonight. Uh, Andrew is feisty. He is ready to go down on anybody. (laughs) That's not what I meant. Hang on, rephrase. (laughs) Rephrase. He's really... He's ready to take anyone who crosses his path down. That's what I'm getting at. Um, so yeah, he's he's had multiple people tell him that he's the problem, and he thinks otherwise. So <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's what we've hi. that's what we've established. Problem, it's me. <laughs> uh, I've been drinking Voodoo Ranger. That might be part of the problem. Oh, uh, okay. If you know, you know. I, I don't um, know. So you want to explain? Because I don't know. Am I not uh, part of? I'm high not percentage beer. Okay, I, I, I'm now privy. Yeah, well, you know, I'm also like addicted to. I got a uh, knife and the Smokies. We can talk about that. Knife. Um. Yeah, I got it. Got knife. Like the knock, the NOC store. Oh yes. And it, it's spring assisted, and it's the first like spring assisted knife I've had, and it's oh. so satisfying to fidget <gasps> with. Yeah. So just okay. like I'm just sitting here at my desk constantly like flicking it. And is that I, what that clicking noise is? Yeah, that's gonna that probably that'll make an appearance. <laughs> in, in the, the knife. Audio. The knife has entered the chat. Yeah, <laughs> he's. I've got a knife. Have you seen that video? The <laughs> no. kid running around. There's a no. kid. It, it's like a video at a party, and there's this kid sprinting through the yard. And he has something in his hand, and his mom goes, "What is that?" And he's like, "I've got a knife." And she's like, "No!" <laughs> he gets running after him. <laughs> at least he was honest. Yeah. What a nice guy. Oh, that's funny. Okay, so you have a knife. Is that I thought you had a knife. Like you were you were is that the knife at the that you were showing off at the mountains when we were showing off? I was like, Oh, do you need that cut? (laughs) Click. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that a package that needs opening in the mountains? (laughs) Got it. Do we need to cut some cheese? Actually I I, yeah, well, okay. I do think I remember you bringing it out when we needed we needed a knife, but I can't remember the the circumstance. But you were the one that was prepared so yeah it's yeah. like that gus johnson uh skit where he's like anybody with a knife like the knife guy and, he, <laughs> yeah. and he's just like constantly like does anybody need a knife <laughs> that's exactly who you are yeah I th- yeah i felt seen yeah it's i was okay. like thank you for making such a great representation of this individual who yeah I am. right so i didn't realize that was a purchase you made there so that's that's why it was so yeah, I mean, I honestly, I had two purchases at that uh, knock store. Uh-huh. I always feel like those stores, I kind of roll my eyes at them because they're uh-huh. like, so, I don't know. Expensive like, and... They're expensive and just like, what's the word for it? Like... Touristy? Gentrified? I don't know. Yeah, like touristy <laughs> kind of stuff where it's just like, oh, it's like a... They they make it look all like hardcore, you're a camper, but it's like yes. obviously just a like box store that has been themed like log cabin. Yeah, it's like an outdoor store that's geared towards 
like the higher society, I guess. I don't know how to say that. Well, I feel like, yeah, it's kind of, it's like that. It's also kind of like Bass Pro sort of thing where it's just kind like. Kind of, kind of. It's like, a, it, it's like a big store, but yeah, they also kind of mark stuff up like unnecessarily. Yeah. Or at least that's what I felt like. But I went there and I got like pretty good prices on the I will I say, I will say that um, I think what has happened is there are prices this year. I agree. I think this, because we go every single year. And this year, I feel like their prices weren't that bad, but I think I'm comparing that to the fact that the rest of the world has hiked their prices so much because (laughs) of all this inflation or whatever. They're just a little behind. (laughs) And they haven't done that yet for whatever reason, possibly because they might need to make more sales or whatever it is. But yeah, I feel like they were a little bit more reasonable, quote unquote, but they were probably like the same as they were last year and just haven't changed with the times. Um, But yeah, like... Because we we usually shop for like camping gear, or like some kind of gear while we're there or um, not specifically at the knock store, but just in general, like looking for things or whatever. Um, things and, and stuff. Yeah, it's always good to, to, you know, stock up your camping stuff sometimes or your adventure stuff. Well, and, it's nice that it's there, even though like Gatlinburg is a pretty touristy place, but it right. is like the town nearby the Smoky Mountains where we went to vacation, if yes. anybody uh, hasn't caught up to this. Um, right. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. We're, we went <laughs> on a trip and we'll talk about that, but we're talking about this store specifically. It's yeah. the Knox store, but um, it's I'm not trying to like rag on it because we do go every... It's like one of those traditional things that we do. We go to that store every single year. So, you know, we like it, but it's more of... I- more of like what we do as we go there and we look at all the cool stuff and we take pictures of it and then we go and look online for a cheaper option. <laughs> it's kind of yeah, usually how it goes. It's the Nantahala Outdoor Center. Yes. That's why it's in OC. Right. But this year, but, I actually uh, bought a couple of things there too this year because... Really? Yeah, but it wasn't like... It Hashtag wasn't, not sponsored. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't cool stuff. It wasn't like gear or anything like that i got just a couple souvenirs a for some of gummy bear i just got a gummy bear i was a feeling single gummy bear. peckish you know um they don't sell candy like that but across the street old dad's does there's like an old dad's um general store which is like an that's old, been there forever yeah it's been there forever they've it's like got, obviously rebranded and done up like a log cabin like like their else. sign and stuff is all new but yeah the, the store itself, store. yeah. It's a very small, like, general store. I think, like, like a convenience store, like a gas station store, but it's, like, woodsy, and it's a cabin, and it's, like, um, looks country, you know? And yeah. But all the stuff in there is very up-to-date, and I mean, I don't know if you've ever traveled a lot where you're, like, in these back country stores, and sometimes I'll look at the expiration dates, and they're, like, a year old. I'm thinking like, <laughs> wow, what? Like past it? Yeah. Or a year, like close to the expiration date? It's like a year past its expiration date. Oh, dang. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so it's a, it's a really, you know, lively store. Lots of people go there. Uh, but they do have these barrels of just filled with like individual candies. Kind of like you would find it in an older store like that where you can go in and just get like one piece of candy. <laughs> Caleb was so cute. Caleb's our... <laughs> our nephew um and he goes he's like lisa how much do you think these candies are and i was like i don't know why don't you ask um us at the desk or whatever and he goes oh that's a good idea i see there's an old lady working there and i was like 
okay, well, I'm not sure what that means. And he goes, oh, well, if I'm a kid and I go up there and ask her what, how much one piece of candy is, she'll just give it to me for free. <laughs> I, was like, I like how he knows this. <laughs> He's like, it's the it's the rules. I know. And then like, I'm thinking, oh boy, because maybe that probably happened to him when he was little, like, like smaller. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he goes up to the front and he goes and he asks all innocently like, oh, how much is this piece of candy? And she's like, 25 cents. <laughs> And, and like, he, he just looks dang. at her. He looks at her for a second and then he comes back and he goes, Okay, um, I'm gonna need twenty-five cents. <laughs> I'm like, okay. He's like, What kind of heartless woman are you? <laughs> and I'm like, I th- I guess you aged out of that uh free candy range. <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, the day that uh I went to the you know a Publix, usually that's the local grocery store. Well, usually at the bakery they have like a little uh container of cookies. Mm-hmm. And they'll give it to like little kids. And I remember like when I was 12 or something and I showed up and they're like, that's not a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, oh, no. no. I can't get free cookies anymore. <laughs> now you're really grown up. That's true. It is. A- but I can ride roller coasters. Dang. <laughs> oh, the payoff. I don't know. Yeah. Which is which is sweeter. Which was- Yeah, which one is it? I don't know. I know. It is interesting. Those little age, age coming of age moments. Um, but yeah, so speaking of like starting fights and stuff, um, so Andrew stole my bike rack and hasn't returned it yet. Um, stole. I find it that like so rude. Stole. <laughs> I'm joking. Of course I'm joking. I don't need it at all anytime soon. So I'll keep it. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thanks for the loan. No, I, it, it. I did appreciate it. It was. Uh, it actually worked out really good. So. Yeah, it was interesting that the our like we have such a small car. It's basically like a smart car sized car. Uh-huh, and to it's have very small. um to have the like double bike rack on the back was like <laughs> we like doubled the length of the car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was cool to be able yeah. to get up there in the mountains with the uh, bikes and everything. So you traveled and, so far, and it was fine, right? It yeah, okay. It, okay. it did like slip a little, like get a little cockeyed just because uh, unfortunately the, our two bikes won't like you're supposed to kind of like flip the bikes around so the weight is distributed evenly, right. you know, but yeah. ours wouldn't fit that way. So we had to uh, kind of not yeah. ideally place them, but it worked. Okay. I've obviously only transported one bike at a time because I only have one bike, but so I was yeah. curious to see how two bikes would do, but good. Um, So let's like explain why you took my bike rack, why we've been talking about, you know, giving knife advice. Um, we went on this, it's summer, so we went on a couple trips. And you guys went on a trip right before we went on our beach trip, right? You went somewhere. Have you talked about that on a podcast yet? Uh, a beach trip? Well, no, you no, mean no, like- before the beach I mean, I went to New York like in uh, January. That was a long time ago. Oh, though. that was a long time ago. You didn't oh, I went to Chicago. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think there was something. I think we talked about Chicago, though. Okay. So you talked about it. I can't already. remember. I don't remember either. But probably if it was more than a month ago, yeah. I'm guessing. Okay. So anyways, Andrew went to Chicago. Windy City. Was it windy? I probably asked um, that. Apparently... Yeah, apparently that's a that's a thing. I I feel like I've mentioned this before, but there's a a misnomer. Well, not a misnomer, but it was named after the um like I guess people from Chicago that they were like 
they were always boasting about their city and like the old timey word for like using a lot of hot air was like if somebody was windy oh. they would like speak a lot about nonsense uh-huh. so it was called the windy city because everybody would from there would want to talk about their city and like boast about it all the time oh interesting so that's why it's called the windy city apparently oh. and also i learned lots of facts you know apparently. chicago is a uh, native american word for garlic <laughs> really yeah, yeah well I, I mean it's not exactly it's like chicago or something but uh-huh. the settlers like misheard it and they're like oh so this is the land of chicago cool and oh because like, that's not what a lot there's... of garlic there yeah they were like there's some garlic here <laughs> oh <laughs> okay i didn't know that either interesting because i was like that'd be kind of weird call entire city chicago and not actually be the word <laughs> like have anything to do with it yeah i'm sure that happens anyway but um I went yeah. on a tour, if you didn't know, so I'm pretty much... Oh, expert. well, do tell. Do tell all of your knowledge. Yeah. It was, yeah. uh, it was we went for a, a work event, so mm-hmm. um, we, I got to do some, like, touristy stuff on their dime, so that was kind of mm, fun. That is always uh, fun. One of them was a, like, a river architecture tour, mm-hmm. which I realized after doing that, like, I know all the buildings there. Like, oh. I, I didn't realize they were from Chicago. I never knew they were from Chicago. But mm-hmm. there was so many, like, iconic buildings that I'm like, yeah, I've seen this in, like, magazines and videos and, like, all sorts of stuff, like, in movies, movies and whatever. Yeah. And I saw, like, I don't know, randomly, so, sort of recently, I went down, like, an architecture uh, rabbit hole on uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. And they would make, they would, like, just have examples of um, various, like, interesting designs. And there was a lot of them in Chicago. Like, one of them... Uh, in particular is a very interesting building because they have uh, a limit with how close you can be to the waterway like there has to actually be uh, a substantial area for people to like walk along the river that you can't build like right up against the river anymore yes like there are some buildings that are closer but they were built like before that law like a long Uh time ago they were like historic buildings but um a lot of the buildings that there there's that uh stipulation and there's one of these buildings that is basically like a why because like the base has to be super narrow to allow for people to walk around it but to get around that for like the space they want in the building is the building like expands as it goes up so like after a couple floors it then like gets couple, bigger there's a couple, yeah there's a couple floors of expansion and then the rest of the building's like huge oh, <laughs> so it's wow. super weird looking because it's like this is not how <laughs> like engineering are... is supposed to work right <laughs> it's, like, like how really does... thin base and a really big top so like, right, this it's is like the, the opposite. exact opposite yeah yeah <laughs> Wow, but, interesting. Uh, yeah, they kind of go into like the structure of it and like how they accomplish that and like how they like kind of it the way that they like put the beams and everything and kind of like uh brings all of the stress down to the uh center of the building instead of like out to the sides. So, it's cool. Okay. It's very interesting. interesting. They also have those if you ever seen those buildings that look like two uh corn on the cobs, that's that's Chicago. Corn on the cobs? Yeah, just google corn corn cob buildings and you'll see them. <laughs> They actually look like corn cobs. Yeah, there. That was uh, okay, a tip for the audience. Corn cob building, go, go Chicago. Ah, yeah. Okay. Those they kind of remind me of those uh, buildings from Men in Black that ended up being UFOs. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I'm trying to think, but no, not really. Mm. Oh my God, have you heard about the aliens? <laughs> yes, I have. Everyone's talking about Everyone's the aliens. Everyone's talking man. about the aliens. We yeah. know they're out there. I mean, obviously aliens exist. Like, obviously. we're just going to say, obviously, like, we're not the only beings in the universe. But being here is different. Like, being among us is, uh-huh. a, is a whole different beast, I think. True. Um, my uh, my whole 
theory on that has been like that if they're so advanced that we don't pose a threat, why would they hide? And if they're not so advanced that we could pose, possibly pose a threat to them, could they even hide from us? Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, would they, if they're not so advanced that we can find them, Spot like, them. If, if they could just disappear in an instant and we literally can't detect them, then they would be, like, invincible to us. And then why would they right. need to hide? Yeah. But, um, well, I wager to say that, like, 90% of people who think that they spot something is not really have anything to do with aliens. Oh, for sure. But I do think that, like, I think if they do come, it's very rare. And it's more just, like, to check us out every, like, decade or something just to see, like, how far along we've come. I don't know. I don't know if that's yeah. actual, too. But that's that's my only thought is, like, if they if they were going to be here and hide and also be so advanced that, like, we don't pose a threat to them, then it must be research, right? It must, it must be, like, be. Like, what else? How, yeah, we put, like, cameras in the wilderness to observe like whatever animals in their natural habitat right monkeys or mm-hmm. whatever and we don't want to disturb them <gasps> do you think there's we just see them cameras that do you think they drop cameras or like oh, for sure i equipment? mean like if they have if they have ufos here if they're here if like they announce that you know the government has found aliens or whatever yeah for sure they've like put some beacons or something to like monitor us true were you there when dad was telling us about the ufo yeah. he saw <laughs> i was like oh okay never heard that before and yeah he's like the most well i mean like he's an engineer so he's like very like i would just would not have expected him to have said that <laughs> story yeah my wife was also like i did not expect to hear that from him yeah i, yeah. Like, oh, I heard him mention that okay. before okay he, he was like <laughs> he was like it was, the story was very simple he was like he was like i was sitting quietly with my friend bill on the back porch um and when then, he was like a teenager or like yeah, 20s or something like that pretty young yeah and then he's like he's like i saw a little line go across the uh sky and then stop and then immediately like at a right angle or whatever he was like it went in a different direction and then he's like i sat there for a minute and i said bill you see that and he said yeah and then i was like that was pretty weird and he was like yeah and then we didn't talk anymore yeah (laughs) he's like we just kept looking at the sky yeah and then he <laughs> said like, okay. the next day they mm-hmm. like they there was like everywhere everybody was talking about it and a lot of people saw it and and he was saying you know at the time back what would it have been like in the 60s i guess um yeah. like early 60s he's like there was nothing that was capable of that kind of movement at that time Spe- you know oh, so sure. to speak i mean like not even today <laughs> obviously like i'm sure the government and like they work on stuff all the time that they're not going to expose until it's perfect. And maybe you never know. There's always a chance. But at the same time, back then, it was like, yeah, if they don't have that anything like that now, they most likely didn't have anything close to that back then. So it was just very, very weird, like even more weird, I guess. So, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. It was an interesting story. Um as a lifelong skeptic, I think the one thing that kind of puts a, a wrinkle in my theory about well, what I was saying before, mm-hmm. where I doubt that they are here because then why not to show themselves if they're right. advanced enough or if they're not like why they couldn't even hide from us possibly. But one thing that I think is like you see that video uh, a while back about the Tic Tac that I, th- I think it's come up a lot in this recent discussion, but the um, 
the Air Force uh, pilots that saw that scanned and saw like literally like a little tic tac shaped object flying in the air, and it was moving like nothing could move today. And mm-hmm. also, like they scanned it with thermals and everything, and it was it seemed to have no exhaust ports or anything like a mm-hmm. normal like any kind of aircraft we would know about today. And then just like took off, and they couldn't chase it because it was so fast. Mm. Yes. And that was, like, the U.S. Air Force with, like, all of their equipment, like, backing up the siding and everything. And I was like, dang. Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's pretty crazy. That is um, pretty telling. Obviously, I mean, you know, you could say, like, maybe that's a state actor, like, somebody on Earth that came up with a very advanced piece of technology or something. But the fact yeah. that the Air Force is, like, that's not even, like, within 10 years of what we're capable of. And that's us who pour like more money into defense than any other country so right yeah that is true um that's that's really something yeah so with me i i'm i'm also like a big skeptic of things and i i think with anything supernatural and things that you can't see or and that people say exist or like things that they develop in their minds um i I tend to gravitate towards the more logical and the scientific and more, you know, because the brain is like incredibly complex that we don't even understand why it does half the things it does or thinks half the things it thinks. So, yep. you know, like I am very much on that side. But at the same time, I also have to think from a scientific perspective of that, well, we haven't necessarily proved it's non-existence, so there's always room for the possibility. So I think that's where I land with stuff like that, where I'm not discarding it and saying it's not possible at all, but, you know, most I have to, like, assume yeah. that unless there is actual proof that more than likely it's not true. But if there, there are also other explanations like say the government's lying like they <laughs> yeah you never know. could do like our government but why would they incite so. like panic or curiosity about the alien world if they didn't yeah want it to? seems kind of like weird and random at this time like it doesn't seem like something that they stand to gain from but mm-hmm. i don't know yeah yeah i mean yeah. who knows maybe they're trying to draw attention away from something but right it's a possible explanation. I haven't got my tinfoil yeah. hat on or anything. The craziest thing is like, because our universe, or not our, just our universe, but the galaxy in general is like so vast. There's so much we don't know about it. Um, yep. I think within ours that there could potentially be quote unquote alien life in the terms of some kind of organic being like creation that is like a plant or some kind of small something developing i think maybe one day we'll find something similar to that but as far as actual beings that are capable of flight and civilizations and stuff like that within our own personal universe and galaxy i feel like that's way less likely but outside of that anything is possible you know like i feel like i mean we happened exactly yeah you have to imagine that if we're possible then yeah, it's very possible. What isn't? What isn't? Yeah. I'm in agreement with that for sure. Yeah. It's exciting, though, to think about. I like the science <laughs> fiction st- or the science. Um... Possible nonfiction. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> you know, the difference between what is it? There's like two genres, like science fiction and science. Science. It's like 
is it science fantasy no i don't know yeah it's science fiction there's also like science fantasy which kind of blends fantasy and sci-fi yeah you know? so i think i guess science Your fiction Shinara chronicles is science fiction closer to reality like a potential reality versus science fantasy where it's like that's completely unrealistic is that the difference i, I mean i guess uh, yeah i mean science i mean you can always like it's a spectrum right like you could always fall anywhere on it but oh. the, science fiction tends to stray towards the real like this is theoretically something that could be possible like with an advancement in technology right okay but obviously some of it's total fantasy because like people will imagine things like being able to travel across the universe with a black hole and then you know that might not end up being possible so true apparently there's a there's a venn possibly possible (laughs) a venn diagram (laughs) of sci-fi versus fantasy Right, yeah. There's like a, and then there's also the ones that kind of just mesh them, like uh, right. And Star then there's Wars something in the middle. Where so it's like, there's the Force. It's magic, but then there's also technology and spaceships and stuff like that. True. Right. So this says that sci-fi is based on science, and it imagines possible futures. It imagines advancements in technology, and is inspired by the possibility of alien encounters, living in outer space. And time travel. I love time travel series. (laughs) Like anything to do with time travel, I will most likely enjoy. There are some really like like trash out there. But I mean, (laughs) I will at least watch it and entertain their ideas. Um, Anyway, so moving on to fantasy. What's your favorite version of time travel before you move on to fantasy? Okay, my favorite version. What do you mean? So there's your primers versus your... Uh, Back to the Future versus your mm. Avengers Endgame or uh, Infinity War versus, you know, there's a bunch of different versions of time travel, right? Right, I guess so. Um, so I do prefer some that are like more, I don't know. To be honest, I don't know that I have a favorite, but I do know that. Um, oh, I almost forgot Groundhog Day. Oh, there's gosh. Yeah. I don't think I like Groundhog. Like, I'm just saying if I were to experience <laughs> time travel. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I would prefer to be in a t- in a Groundhog Day movie. <laughs> I would say like I just like the idea of being able to transport to a different time and experience that time um, for a sh- at a short amount of time if possible, and that knowing that there's always a way out. I get really freaked out when you're not sure how to get out of it. So like that Groundhog thing, obviously, but also. Um, I don't know. I do like the primers, like theories and like the psychological thriller aspects of time travel and where you get sent somewhere and then you have like no idea what's going on. You have to figure out how to get (laughs) back or like if you can get back, maybe you can't get back. Maybe you're stuck there. Now you have to start a whole new life. Um, or there's like some mystery that you have to solve in order to get out of there. A la Back to the Future. Oh, yes. Um, Back to the Future is just like, you know, one of the best movies Chef's of all time. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but it's also very uh, commercialized and blockbustery. So I do also enjoy, like, more niche. Um, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to just, like, get on the bandwagon of something because of that. I, I'm open to all possibilities, to be honest. I just really love the concept. Like, um, I've been watching Outlander, which is a very long series, Oh um, uh, yeah, and I'm watching it right now just because there's a new series out or a new ep- new season, so that's what's on my brain right now. But hey, Andrew from the future here. 
This is a spoiler warning for Outlander, the TV show about time travel in Scotland for about the next minute. That's one where like she got thrown into the f- to back she got thrown back in time and now she she ha- she was stuck there and I don't know like if I'm enjoying so now so now it's moved on in this in the concept of what's going on and now they're able to travel back to the future um but they have to have a, it's, there's certain rules you have to follow obviously so it's not easy to do of course but they figured out a way you, to they do can't it. make it easy and they a spoiler alert right. for uh, <laughs> outlander if you haven't seen it it is never easy time travel in general never easy um but anyway so I, that- I found an article that it's uh there are eight types of time travel you want to hear them yeah go for it uh it's uh anything goes characters can travel back and forth within their historical timeline however they want mm. see uh, i feel like branching- that's boring Oh yeah, a little it's too, bit. It's too easy. It's, it's too like, easy. Oh, yeah. what, like what about all the uh, paradoxes and stuff? Right. Okay. Go ahead. Then there's branching reality, which is changes to the past don't rewrite history. This they split the timeline into an mm. alternate branch, and um, the actions do not change or erase the original timeline. Okay. That's kind of like uh, Loki, I guess. Is that right? Yeah. Um, then okay. there's time dilation. So this is, I think, is like probably the most realistic. Characters traveling off-world experience uh, time moving more slowly elsewhere in the universe, allowing them to move forward in time but not backwards. So kind of like, uh, yeah, that would probably actually work like relative, relativistic time. Oh, okay. So you can, yeah, you would move forward and you wouldn't be able to go back because that's already happened, but you can potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Um, All of time is fixed on a, uh, oh, this is the always happened one. Uh, all of time is fixed on a predestined loop in which the very act of time travel itself sets the events of the story into motion. So it's like you, no matter what you do, it's like, yeah, that was, you always went to like travel through time and did that. And that's why things are the way they are. Um, and so it's like destiny. kind of Right. Thing. Yeah. Then they're seeing the future. So this is uh characters can see a vision of their fate and change their destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, time loop, aka Groundhog's Day, where yeah, characters relive the same day over and over, resetting back to a respawn point or something. Um, unstuck mind, where characters are able to characters' consciousness are able to transport through time within their body to his life at different ages. So it's like oh. you can go to a point in your life, okay. rather than like actually physically travel, which I guess oh. is the unstuck body, which is a character body or object becomes physically detached from the flow of time within the surrounding universe becoming inverted or younger only certain objects or bodies are unstuck from time also called inverted entropy huh. oh, i'm not sure that what that means actually yeah <laughs> inverted entro- is this like inverted. benjamin button is that what they're saying oh maybe um Let's yeah see. there's obviously a bunch of description like there's a whole article but i'm not going to get that far into it Okay, let's see what if there's like a movie. Um. <laughs> By the way, this is kind of like a, a tangent from the podcast. Are we doing the twenty minute thing or are we doing full hours? Oh, um, okay. Let's do thirty minutes. All right. Well, so. in that case, we're coming up upon it. So. Okay. Well, with then, that in mind, go with ahead. that in mind, I'm going to jump into what a fantasy, what fantasy is, versus um, versus sci-fi. Versus sci-fi. So sci-fi is, okay, you know, ahead. I told you, based in science, blah, blah, blah. Um, fantasy is more rooted in the supernatural and explores the realms of the impossible, 
often takes place in the past and is inspired by mythology, folklore, and fairy tales. So the middle grounds where they kind of like overlap is that yeah. they're not like our world. So it has to be something different than what we are currently experiencing. Um, also dystopias, good versus okay. evil, and fantastical creatures. So I don't see how fantastical mm. creatures could be a middle ground, but maybe if like in the future there's some creature that was evolved that now they're like weird. I guess that's possible, but. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the characteristics of sci-fi is that it like uh, imagines a possible future, right? So one of the things that made me like instantly think like blending sci-fi and fantasy was like Star Wars, right? So you set a fantasy, but it's in the future. Actually, Star Wars is technically in the past, but it's a more advanced civilization. So in a way, it's in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's it revolves around like a magical force so then that's kind of like a blending of the two Uh inherently because it's in the future but i just had a thought like what about like steampunk and like fallout kind of stuff where it's like it's almost fantastical in a sense because it like imagines a different path of um, reality of like technology and almost to the to a way of being like it's sort of impossible Right. Like, I feel like a lot of the steampunk stuff is like you just. I guess Fallout's a little more grounded, but well, some of the steampunk stuff is like really out there. Like, right. Or <laughs> like, like Black you... Mirror too. I think would fall in the middle somewhere. Yeah, I guess that's more. It's a little more like sci-fi. Sci-fi, fantasy, but it yeah, gets close. Kinda. That's true. Imagine's advanced technology. You're right. Yeah, but it can, it can be in the past, right? Like a lot, some of the like some of them, steampunk yeah. stories and stuff like take pa- take place in the in the past. So. True. Yeah, you're right. It's interesting. Yeah, that is true. Okay, so we're on the same page about aliens, <laughs> science fiction, when time <laughs> travel. But specifically, um, have you finished the book Dune yet? <laughs> oh yeah, that was a long time ago. Okay, yeah, I'm just making it sure because it was such a big book. Um, <laughs> if it is a big book, I wouldn't uh, put it past myself to have still not finished it. Yeah. But I did. Well, congratulations! That's a big like achievement. a year ago. Yeah, I finished it before I watched the movie, so that was that was oh. a bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, it's round down. Even though apparent, apparently, I only had to read half of it. I didn't even know they were going to split up into <laughs> two before I watched the movie. So. Oh, so then you were just like, oh, now I have to wait. I was like, it's only halfway over. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> Love that. There's a Dune MMO coming out. No way. Which I feel like is like, that's kind of wild. Wow. The you're you're all, like fully th- in now. You're like part of the. <laughs> part of the culture. Part of the culture. It's a, yeah. it's a cool book. I, I'm still just like allergic to the idea of the desert. <laughs> it's like allergic. such an inhospitable wasteland to me. I, I've never like really been attracted to stories that revolve around desert. Desert. Yeah, me neither. Kind of things. So it feels like. At, on one hand, it's like a really cool sci-fi that's pulling me in, but on the other hand, it's like ew, the yeah, it's like ew. <laughs> I cannot. It's like I it's like actually uncomfortable to read it, which I guess makes it is is the intention, right? It's meant to make you feel like this is awful. But yeah. Then like Mod Dib kind of finds his whole groove, and he realizes the desert is actually like a living, breathing thing. Yeah. And that's worth it's, saving wait, or whatever. Hold on, <laughs> is that is the movie Redick? Is that part of Dune? Riddick? Riddick? Oh no, that that's um part of that's a they have the Chronicles of Riddick that is about that and like the um you're probably thinking of Pitch Black is the first one. Oh yeah, that is what I'm thinking of. It just reminded yeah. me, it just seems so similar. I was like, wait a minute. 
That was a great movie. Yeah, it was. No, not in the same universe. Okay. All right. All right. It has a whole universe too, but okay. yeah, different universe. Huh. So interesting. All right. Thus concludes. Yes. Thus concludes. And just so we were clear, Chicago, I went to the beach, West Palm Beach, and we all both together went to the mountains, Smoky Mountains, Tennessee. And that was our summer. Um, summer, summer of fun. Summer of fun. Next week, we'll talk about some other things. So check something in. Something else. All right. I'll see you then. <laughs> we'll come or up talk, with something. We'll talk to you then. We'll chat to you then. Okay. Bye. And when we're in the distance, you'll hear this whisper tune. So look, baby, we'll be back soon. I love you. Oh, okay. I um, love you, audience. <laughs> yeah, you're all right. Um, maybe we'll meet someday and then I will love you too. But for now, I just like you a lot. Okay, bye. Bye.